on, you guys. The boys are back in town. <laughs> it is your host, Shut Up Danny, with the most. And I'm joined today by two-thirds of the remaining marksmen that are here tonight. One we can see on screen, the dapper yapper, the man who brings you the best fire pro wrestling on the Twitch universe. It is your boy, C. What's up, everybody? See him in the building. You already know you can't spell champion without it. One fourth of all that. One fourth of all that, indeed. And join to us, even though he is not on the screen with us. He is here. We can hear him. It is your boy, Ayo Estambino. Ayo, what's up, my guys? What's up, guys? Marksman Podcast listeners. Glad to be back. Glad to see you guys. Let's, uh, let's get in some wrestling, man. Absolutely. And guys, you can find this show every Sunday live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash shut up Danny underscore TTV. And uh, where else can we find to see him? Where else can we find it? I'll tell you where. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. You guessed it. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. Indeed. Also on Spotify later in the week. Apple Podcasts as well. And you can also find Seaham at twitch.tv forward slash and Stambino soon to come with twitch.tv forward slash as well. Also as well, guys, you can see as we are not joined by Tommy today, he's actually taking care of some business for the boys, which, hey, by all means, Tommy, do your thing. We'll uh, be talking about you a little bit uh, during the stream as well. And guys, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Just jump right in. Well. Both feet. The Undertaker is your headline inductee into the 2020 Hall of Fame class for the WWE guys. Well-deserved for The Undertaker. Yeah, I, I can't think of someone more deserving to go in the Hall of Fame than The Undertaker. Like, he exudes, especially for WWE specifically, but not just that in that regard, but wrestling as a whole. But specifically for WWE, I can't think of anyone more deserving to go into the Hall of Fame than The Undertaker. Good on you, brother. Absolutely. And just like overall with that, you know, Undertaker been in the business 30 plus years from the from the debut that he had at Survivor Series. And he's had everything that you can list as an achievement for him from the Lord of Darkness, the Phenom, the American Badass, the Dead Man, a former seven time world champion. He's done everything. In mm-hmm. the WWE and to go into the Hall of Fame this year in Dallas, Texas for WrestleMania weekend is absolutely phenomenal. I tickets go on sale this Tuesday, and I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. I'm, I'm I might cop a couple tickets because uh, your boy might take a trip down there for WrestleMania this year. That'd be interesting. I mean, if there's any time to do it. This is now Undertaker deserves to go in there. Who knows what the rest of the class is going to hold for us. It's probably going to be a pretty legendary class. Now, let me ask this question to you guys. Mm -hmm. You should have been there four years ago, though. Yes, I will agree with that, yes. But let me ask you guys this. Who do you think is going to induct The Undertaker? That's a good question. Uh, Uh, I'm going to go with one of two. First pick. I'm going Kane. Yep. If that doesn't happen, it's going to be Steve Austin. I could see either of those. I I could definitely see uh, Glenn Jacobs, good old Mayor Glenn Jacobs, inducting him into the Hall of Fame. Um, I wish Paul Bearer was alive because he'd be the perfect person to induct him into the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. But um, I think I think Vince McMahon should induct him into the Hall of Fame, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Undertaker has been the only wrestler to never leave him nor forsake him. He's been there from day one, and he's going to be there until the end. So I think if anybody deserves to be inducted into the Hall of Fame personally by Vince McMahon, I think it's Undertaker. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. That's uh, when's the last time? When's the last time Vince has ever though? It, it, I'm trying to recollect. If, and I don't think he. I don't, even, I don't know if he's ever even done it. I don't think he has. I don't know. No. This would be crazy. That, if that, that'd be super important. 
let me let me drop something on you guys real quick. If you guys caught it mm-hmm. in the last ride documentary, the very last episode, mm-hmm. they asked Taker, if you were to go into the Hall of Fame, do you know who you're gonna choose to induct you? And he said, Oh, absolutely, I know who I'm gonna pick, but I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell that person day of so they can't back out of it. The only person I could think of that would try to that do would that would be Vince. That's a very valid point. So that's a valid point. After hearing that, and now with the big induction for Taker going in, I'm I'm solely putting my money that it's going to be Vince, 100. I sure hope so. I think he deserves it. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into it. Let's get into the brass tacks, guys. The Elimination Ooh. Chamber was this past Saturday, the WWE's last premium live event before they head to WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. we've got everything lined up. And let's just jump right into it. Let's go right to the Women's Elimination Chamber match. The winner of the match was Bianca Belair. She is going to face Becky Lynch, who retained over Lita in a very good match. So now we get the SummerSlam <laughs> rematch. Very good. I wouldn't say that. I would say good. For all right, out of all the legends who have returned and like the female role, mm-hmm. only Trish and Lita have actually been able to hold up their own in a match. In my I don't personal think it, opinion. Fair point. I don't, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a knock against Lita. I think Becky Lynn was actually uh, Becky Lynch was stale in this match, not Lita. Lita did great. Becky Lynch didn't look great. Um, she, she really hasn't. Let's be honest, though. I mean, I have. I, I hope she loses to Bianca Belair. Let's yeah, just. I think they're going to give Bianca her another moment again at WrestleMania. Um, it's over, the allure of Becky Lynch is over with. Ever since she came back from uh, maternity leave, she hasn't been interesting to me, to be honest. Uh, as a heel, her heel run has been horrible. It's terrible. It's stale. It, she hasn't had any good yep. nemesis. It's exactly. Terrible. Yep. Absolutely. The quicker they get the belt off her, the better. Right. And again, like I said, you know, they're going to give Bianca her moment at WrestleMania. Um, Again, like they did last year where she defeated Sasha. This year, she'll, you know, maybe defeat. I was happy to see my girl Alexa Bliss back in action. I was happy for that. Yes, Alexa. Little Miss Bliss is back. Absolutely. I, I was absolutely happy to see her back. Yeah, she looked amazing in the ring, and uh, the women's division needs her presence because let's let's just be honest, she is a star regardless of which brand they put her on. Oh, absolutely! And uh, the women's division is in dire need of some star power right now. One thousand percent, I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, as well, now um, we also had on there as well. We've seen um, a little match. I'm not. This one is really too big, but God, guys, I got to talk about this. Madcap Moss and Drew McIntyre. Yo, yo! How did he, why was he not concussed in the middle of that match? Those traps, bro. Neck. Those bro. traps cushioned his neck being broken. <laughs> yeah, he does have massive traps. <laughs> That's what it was. It had he to does. been like the shock system, shock absorbers. Like, dude, I he yelled. Concussed and out. Concussed. Like, that yeah, that that should have been an X thrown up by the refs. That would have been game over. Like. I would I wouldn't be surprised if that dude at the end of the match he ended up getting medically evaluated for that. Probably. Like I I saw it. And the very first thing inside that popped in my head was he, 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 he's he's done. He's done. It's over. I, this is it. I think Baron Corbin thought he was done too because that little segment where he snags him out of the ring, I don't think that was part of the match. No. I think I think he slid him out because he thought he was hurt and he wanted to kind of like check for himself because when it happened, Baron Corbin like took a knee on the, uh, on the ramp and was just like, he just like had this grimace on his face. I was like, yo, he snagged his boy out of the ring to see if he was good. (laughs) Which, which, you know, the smart thing to do, you know, you got him out of there because, you know, he, he took that nasty bump (sighs) and, you know, he did the smart thing. He got his boy out of there, checked on him, you know, that was scary. Obviously, you know, Drew probably even Drew caught it himself. You know, probably had a moment with the referee to say, like, hey, you know, we're gonna try to get this done real quick. He you know, he you know got sandwiched himself and yeah. So um that could have been much worse. Oh, that's yeah. for sure. He, we we could have been seeing the end of Madcap Moss permanently. But yeah. you know, thank thank goodness, you know, he came out and gave 
But you tossed that up as more as inexperience, or did he? Do you believe just at that moment in time? Well, what I noticed wasn't thinking. What I noticed was I think it's a combination of two things. I think Drew threw him a little bit harder than he intended to, because I I noticed when Moss was coming over, it looks like he tries to like catch himself, but the yeah. the sheer momentum is just too much. He can't stop himself. So I think that's what that that was a result of what he was trying to do. Because I think he may have either tried to roll out of that if he was going too far, or just straight up flatten himself out and hit face first. But you know, if you watch it, like Drew was just like he was whipping him. Like that dude was going fast. Drew sent his Drew tried to do what Drew does, and he tried to be big, strong, eat boy. Yeah, but... he eated him for sure. <laughs> dude. Almost took his ass out. He put it on, put him to pasture. Um. Next, outside of that, the biggest thing... Thank God for like, those traps, though. Thank God for thank the traps. Thank God for the traps. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, traps lives. Another thing, another big interesting story coming out of Elimination Chamber as well, the big news. Um, we now see Brock Lesnar outside Brock- of almost murdering somebody. Okay, I got a question for you guys before we go into there. Yes. Do you think Lashley's injury is kayfabe? Do you think no. it will work? Do you think, think it's a real, real injury? Yeah. Like, do you I think he was mean, supposed to do more in that match, or do you think that was what the outcome was initially planned for when they went into it? So I think that when he when uh, Riddle got put into the the glass, I mm-hmm. think that may have maybe aggravated something a little bit more, possibly. Um, but when when the reports are coming out saying that Lashley may have been dealing with this since Royal Rumble, I literally went back and watched that Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. And seeing how he was doing, and I kind of seen was he moving gingerly? He was moving. He wasn't as explosive as Bobby Lashley normally is. Okay. So when I seen that, I, I was kind of where I was like, "Oh shoot, maybe this is actually legitimate." But again, it is WWE, so they could be pulling all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, Drew was told to be out for like six months, and this dude came back in like three weeks. Yeah, true that. So, so I this is going to be my input on it as well. Yes. I think this might be legitimate because, again, touching on what uh, Ryan said as well, went back and watched the Rumble, watched how Lashley was moving around and everything. It did seem he was kind of out of it a little bit with, like, certain things. Um, But also as well, if you think about it as well, look at all the physical altercations he's had every week on Monday Night Raw after leading up to the chamber. He's always They always had him get out. So mm-hmm. they must have known something was wrong. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to lead 75% of this is legitimate, 25 So it's a work. What I didn't like about the chamber, well, before I go into that, AJ Styles, yet again, showed me how phenomenal he is. Every time he gets in the ring, that dude is just fucking good. AJ Styles, <laughs> good. That dude is just good. But I, besides that, I did not like the way that Brock Lesnar just came in there and cleared out the superstars to only leave him and uh, Theory. I was kind of like... Well, yo, let's talk about that about real quick about theory uh, because Vince McMahon's uh, uh, puppy boy. Yeah, but Brock even gave him the rub in that match. Yeah, he if if you call F five and him from the top of a chamber, the rub. (laughs) Well, even (laughs) then, like, well, I thought he was gonna kill that kid. (laughs) Right, right, right. But selling selling the low blow, selling the idea that okay, oh shoot, theory could have a chance potentially that's another veteran that's like showing uh you know that that they kind of believe in this kid that's another solid veteran you're absolutely right stan you know one thing as well that i will touch on with brock's performance as well again it's like what we've all said before from the previous previous episodes if you guys have called this when brock truly cares yeah he sells he makes it look good that's what he did he made Austin Theory look good, even though he, like I said, damn near murdered him. Oh, my God. That was crazy. <laughs> he, he made him look good. He sold the low blow. He sold the drop kick. You made it think that Theory was going to have a potential chance, but we all know. And when he hawked him down, it, the way he got him in that chamber, oh, my God. <laughs> that kid was fearing for his life for real. <laughs> that was a typical Brock Lesnar Sunday and a weekend in Saskatchewan, bro. Oh, he was out man. there hunting his next meal. <laughs> and what? What? Are, what? What? Let's just uh, toss this in here with that. 
What are the odds you guys think it may not be this year, but next year, <laughs> 2K sees that and implements that F5 off the elimination chamber? As an OMG oh, moment. They will. Yes. They will. They will. There, one, that's one thing that they do good is make is pick moments and uh, the move sets. Like they're really good with that. They definitely will have that as an OMG moment. Good call to Stambino. But one thing they will do differently, they won't have it where he goes on his feet. They'll, nah, he's gonna a, they'll get a crash pad <laughs> and he'll have they'll actually take it to where he actually Yeah, he's gonna fall it. flat. It's gonna where be great. It'll it'll actually look good, you know what I mean? And um now, time for that. Now, let's get into it. What Tommy called mm-hmm. five, six episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Winner takes all. WrestleMania 38. Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns. Your main event. Guaranteed of night two. Gentlemen, as Tommy would say in Tommy fashion. You know, I called this. And this is mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly what I kind of figured was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He said it weeks ago that they were going to unify the belts, and now we're just finally seeing the laid-out plan. I don't think it. I don't think this is the tra- trajectory they initially planned to go on, though. There was a lot of flu goggles in there. So, with them <laughs> unifying these titles, see him. I want to get your in-depth analysis on this. Uh, I, I think, or not. It's not what I think. It's more like, what do you believe? This benefits WWE personally by unifying the titles and then also to tie on that with part B by unifying these titles, what title stays, what title goes, and then part C on that. I know it's a lot, but follow that up with how does that benefit the roster as a whole? I'll tell you exactly how, because the roster is so bare right now. There's no reason for two separate shows with two separate titles. So unifying the title allows uh, wrestlers to move freely from show to show, regardless of what they were tied to initially. And storylines can go from either Raw or SmackDown, regardless of where the superstars initially lied. Uh, The colorful belt is gone. The black belt's going to stay. That's just the way WWE is. They they simplify everything when it comes to, like, prestigiousness. They're they're simplifying it and simplifying it and simplifying it. So it's going to be the black belt. That belt's going to stay, and uh, I think it's going to be a good look because, as I said, they don't have, they don't have the star power to require two mm. separate sets of storylines for right. two belts on two shows. They don't have that anymore. It's gone. So, so does that do away with the brand essence as well? or do we I think the, the brand, brand split is, is gone now to a degree. Okay. I, I think there's, they could still have the brand split to a degree, but when okay. it comes to those that are vying for the titles, they're able to freely move from show to show, regardless of where they initially lied before they got in the title picture. Now, okay, I will say this, though. If we do say goodbye to the brand split with the, the main event unification match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Now you have that ability to do for WWE now that long-term storytelling that they used mm-hmm. to do back in the day during the ruthless aggression era during the attitude era uh when you had just the the one belt with everybody was going after so this could also be a big beneficial thing for them that's not going to hurt them in the long run because now you get you know you got drew mcintyre you got Bobby Lashley, you got Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Riddle. I think there's another part of it that we're not even thinking about, too, Okay, is the the time frame. It's like if you're going to do long term storytelling, mm-hmm. it, that's hard to do that when you're only having one experience with these people per week. You're going to need multiple experiences with them per week to really, really sell the story and and put a uh, put in all the subtle nuances that they're trying to play. Like, if you're just going to, I'm only going to see you once every Monday, that's not enough. Now I could see you Monday and Friday. And I know that that storyline is going to be carried on the next Monday. And then, you know, it's going to keep dragging. I'm going to keep seeing more and more of it. They need more exposure for these storylines in order for them to exist for an extended period. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. um, Just in that instance, like, you know, when, they announced Roman Reigns' Royal Rumble opponent being Seth Rollins. We saw yeah. Rollins on Raw and on SmackDown. Even if it was just a promo, we yep. still saw Seth Rollins. So I think there's going to be a lot more moments like that. There, if, there are, and it's advice. absolutely going to be something that 
if done correctly, it's going to pay off for the company. Yeah. So if done correctly is, is the perfect sentence. Absolutely. Also, cool. let me tie into a few uh, rumor storylines right now, uh, rumors that are Ooh. going al- along the bend. First is rumor- one is that we are potentially going to be seeing mm-hmm. the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin going up against Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Gentlemen, thoughts? I hope that's not true. I hope it's not true. There's no reason to see that. Why, where, where's the allure of that? I, 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 exactly. I kind of agree with C. Ham. Um, but I feel you like... Got all these active stars that could be used in that position, not Stone Cold. I just don't feel like Stone Cold's coming back as a one-time appearance. I feel like if this is the case, mm-hmm. Vince or somebody talked him out and Stone Cold's thinking, man, he's seeing everybody do these like last runs. And I think he's going to try to maybe go for another run, maybe. I could be wrong. If it's a run, I'm with it. But if it's uh, yeah. just like I'm here for a month and I'm performing at one pay-per-view, right. I don't want that. That's whack. Or maybe this is like a trial to see how that neck holds up and how he holds up. And then... His neck's going to hold up. Edge got back in the ring. His neck's going to hold up. True. And he was doing way higher impact moves than Stone Cold ever dreamed to do. Facts. And so did Daniel Bryan. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, let's look at it. Edge with WrestleMania 17. The spear off the ladder. All the tables, ladders, and chairs matches that he's done. Well, let's talk about the whole idea. Seven concussions as well. Yeah. Well, that too, yeah. Well, I mean, when he was, I guess, was it when he was supposed to go against Brock Lesnar in like 2002? (sighs) He didn't feel that it was right. And then he left. In that situation... Where does it benefit where Stone Cold believes if he still hangs on to those morals of it, does it benefit the storyline? What does it benefit him coming in? Let's just say it is a month. What to do? Really? He's already a Hall of Famer. He's already a superstar. He's already Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. And I don't think it's going to even do anything for Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I except for I, I, except for officially pass down the stunner to this dude, like that's all that's all that match could do. I mean, to be fair, I mean that would, you know, who does it better? Uh, Austin. Yeah. I just I, I just feel like there's so many other athletes that are active and have been active all year on the roster that deserve a spot on the show more than Stone Cold Steve Austin. No disrespect, to Stone Cold Steve Austin, because he's a legend and he's a god. But Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali, you don't he don't need that. He don't need it. Reality. Anyways, Reality. Um, the second one is um, now with Sami Zayn being the Intercontinental Champion, the mm-hmm. return of Johnny Knoxville facing Sami Zayn at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Good Championship. Lord. Please no. Please no. Let's just get over that. Uh, so, if, if, there's, if there's any celebrity wrestling at WrestleMania, I want it to be Bad Bunny. Yes. The guy that Thank can you. do it. Thank you. And then the last Bad one, Bunny, get Johnny Knoxville up out of here. And then the last one, I just saw this one not even four hours ago, and I literally want to run my head through a brick wall. Oh, no. The Mysterios are going to be in tag team action against The Miz and Logan Paul. Why? I'd rather see, I'd rather see Pat McAfee in the ring again. Yes, He's awesome. please, Pat McAfee. Yes. Give me more Pat McAfee. I He's love good. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee Who's- can actually go. Yeah, Pat McAfee is one of the best things that's happened to WWE in a long time, to be honest with you. His co- he makes the commentary so not stale. He makes Michael Cole worthwhile. Michael Cole even <laughs> said it. Pat McAfee's rejuvenated his career. He's great. Pat McAfee's great. Every time I hear him on commentary, I'm like, oh, I fucking love Pat McAfee. Dude, did, uh, Seth Rollins said in an interview with Corey Graves on uh, the Corey Graves podcast, he said, what happened the night at WrestleMania with Pat McAfee about the Shield, the shield entrance? Did he know? He was like, so he saw me in the gear talking to Michael Cole. As soon as he looked up, saw me, he immediately turned around and walked away. And he said, and I, Michael just looked at, uh, I looked at Michael. He's like, what happened with him? He's like, he doesn't want to know. He literally, every time they try to tell, pull him into something, he says, nope, I'm not going to do it. I, want, I, I just want it to happen. I want a genuine reaction. Yep. Let me happen. Mm-hmm. And we, we heard it on commentary. It was As it should be. It was exactly how it should have been. Absolutely. Also, as well, this past Saturday as well, Impact Wrestling's No Surrender took place. Uh, Seaham, did you actually get a chance to watch that? No, but it's okay. Go ahead. Talk about it. All right. Uh, I'm going to watch it after after the All-Star game tonight. In the pre-show, we saw the X Division champion, 
Trey Miguel, whose t-shirt great? I'm wearing right now, which you can get at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Trey Miguel. Um, the X Division champion Trey Miguel took on John Skyler in a non-title match where we saw the X Division champion go over. The secondary pre-show match was Jessica Havoc taking on Tennille Dashwood. Also, we saw Havoc go over with that with the Havoc's tombstone. I just love the women's division in Impact. They need more love. It's so it's so, so solid. It's so solid. It's underrated. And I'll be 100% honest with that. I could back their division hmm? over AEW's division. I agree with you. thousand percent. Um, Ryan, do you got anything to add into that before we actually tackle the card? Um, yeah, I really didn't catch the pre-match stuff. I was a little late, too. I got to right when they kicked off the, the main card. All right. So we're going to jump right in into it. A fatal four-way open the show. The winner becomes the new number one contender for the X Division Championship. We saw the inevitable Ace Austin taking on Speedball Mike Bailey, Chris Bay, and Jake Something. Where Chris we saw Bay. Jake Something stood tall after pinning Ace Austin with the void, after catching Ace Austin in midair and transitioning him over into the fo- into the void. Jake Something will be the eventual challenger for Trey Miguel. Which later in the show was one of the greatest things ever. It, my man's a fool. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. <laughs> They're set up a tag match for Thursday. Jake something, Trey Miguel versus Ace Austin, and either Speedball Mike Bailey or Madman Fulton. Jake something literally goes to Trey and says, "Let's do it." And then you just see Trey dap up, dap up, slide left, slide right, slap, grab. Kiss, tap him on the back a couple times, and then walks off screen. This man is a fucking clown, bro. I was fucking losing it. Like, oh my goodness. Um, Every time I see them anywhere on screen, in yeah. the ring, it's something special. And I will say this. My stock for Chris Bay just keeps going. I'm telling you, my boy Chris Bay. I've been trying to tell people Chris Bay is him. Yeah, Chris Bay is fresh. Chris wow. Bay is so great. Just the way he plays to the camera needs more attention. Like that's so that's such an important part of building your character as a wrestler. He's aware. Yeah, he's so conscious of where the cameras are. Yes. He knows where people that's are superstar. I'm like, it's so important. One of one of my favorite things they they always say about it, and I always will agree with it. Chris Bay is Bay on TV, guaranteed. This dude is money. He is. He is a star. He's there. The eyes are on him. He will be a future X Division champion. And the day that him and Trey go one on one, I have to be there live for that. Ooh, that's gonna be great. I have to be there. Five star match. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. The next match on the card was Jonah taking on Black Taurus. When you want a quality big man match, these guys gave it to you. They were hard hitting. I was going to say, without even seeing the match yet, I already know how these two give it up. And Jonah is so technically sound, like for a guy his size and he's so nimble. Oh, um, to him and Taurus and themselves, just back and forth, as big you would call it, just big men slapping meat. Mm-hmm. Big meaty men slapping meat up in here. And that's what it was. But you had technicality. You had high flying. And again, that is the personification of what two big men that are agile should mm-hmm. do in a match. And it yes. was absolutely great. Like I said, I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait to watch it. Oh, but I, just, I just understand how it's something about guys that size that understand that they're not just a big body. There's other ways that they can tell a story with their size. So I enjoy matches like that. Absolutely. The next match on there, again, another, a very technical match with pacing and storytelling. Probably one of my matches of the night, Eric mm-hmm. Young taking on Switchblade Jay White. Uh, Bro, wait oh watch. my lord. I... What I'm a match. Never, Eric, Young, Eric Young leaving WWE was the best thing that ever happened. Best thing ever. 100%. Best thing for him. Yeah, he, he's I, great. I will say this right now. I know that Switchblade and Eric Young never touched on the indies. So this was their first ever meeting. 
Oh my and gosh. They just have instant. Tear the house down? Yes. Instant. They got to run it back. They got to run it back. I, 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 need, I need a rematch. I need a, I need a 100% rematch on that one. Eric I, Young is so good with ring psychology. He just, he can really tell the story with his body. And it's his, it's his, his face. He's his face just sells everything for me. Oh, when he takes that hit, oh, that raspy ass scream. Oh, Eric Young. Yep. He, he made, he made, he made Jay White better. Um, definitely made Jay White more complete with that match. And I think Jay White's going to take away from that match and improve on himself on that match because it, it pushed both of them to their limits. Now, I will say this. Eric Young has evolved so well from when he was the scaredy cat guy of Team Canada. Mm -hmm. And then he evolved to Super Eric. And then he came back as Eric Young, former Impact Heavyweight Champion. Mm -hmm. Goes to NXT as Tag Team Champions with Sanity. Gets buried on the main roster. Comes back to Impact leader of violent by design and then just has a masterclass match with Jay White. I will forever say that Eric Young needs to stay where he's at. Yeah. We will get top-notch Eric Young guaranteed in Impact Wrestling. He's one of those characters that um it doesn't make sense to script him because he needs to uh freely flow in order for you to really, really understand the kind of character and the kind of athlete he is. If he doesn't have that, if you're trying to pull his strings, you are not going to be able to get the visceral nature of who like Eric Young is. You need to just fucking let him go. And I think that's exactly what Impact is doing. Let him go. Yep. Without no collar, no leash. You just got to let that man rock and he's going to put asses in the seats. Like, Like I said, I haven't seen the match, but I've been carefully watching uh, Eric Young ever since he left WWE and his work has been phenomenal. And you're not, you're not going to be disappointed. If you're yeah, disapp- I already if know these two, ath- these two athletes are like top tier athletes anyway. How could it go wrong? It's like, what? You got a point. The next match on the card was Deanna Perrazzo's champ champ open challenge for the Reina de Reina's women's championship from uh, AAA or the Ring of Honor's Women's World Championship, where we saw so the, we saw Miranda Alize, who was defeated by now newly signed Roxy to WWE, mm-hmm. challenged Deanna Perrazzo, in which Deanna Perrazzo went over and retained by submission. Deanna Perrazzo is so good. Again, I'm I'm take I'm I'm just giving my take from knowing the wrestlers, and I haven't seen this pay per view yet. I'm going to watch it later tonight, but. Perrazzo is so good. She's one of those. She's one of those ones that has that special skill, like Daniel Bryan, when it comes to the pace and how you should be moving and where you need to be in a match. She's just always aware of her surroundings. So I can only imagine what the two of these these behemoths of women athletes have just put on for us. One hundred percent, and I uh, again with you as well. Diana Perrazzo, again another superstar who leaves. WWE and has mm-hmm. found major success being away from the top top it's company. Just, it's just sometimes people have an idea of your trajectory and uh, it doesn't match with the idea that you had for your trajectory. She obviously saw herself as a main event caliber star and she's proven it right now and they didn't see that in her. Deanna Perrazzo is definitely a, a main event woman's wrestler. And Absolutely. Whether it's Impact, AAA, Ring of Honor, even NWA, mm-hmm. she's going to flourish mm-hmm. 100%. Even Reed. if she was to go to AEW, I would love oh. to see a match between her and Dr. Britt Brit Baker. Come on, that would be that would be a masterclass. Britt Baker needs uh, another level, uh, like star level talent like that to push her. She doesn't have anybody like that on the show currently. I was telling Ryan... A couple days ago, if you wanted to have a Deanna Perrazzo Britt Baker feud, mm-hmm. this is how you would do it. You would have Dr. Britt Baker have her open challenge. Deanna Perrazzo walks in with both belts saying, you know what? 
my my travel bag is getting a little light. I need to yeah. add to it. Has the <laughs> match. First one gets thrown out because you bring in um fucking Rebel and um uh, Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader. They save her, right? First match gets thrown out. Deanna Prazo says, Hey, you ever want to step your lazy ass through the forbidden door? Come to my world and I'll show you what a real champion looks like. You know, just, I'm just spitballing here. Um she defends one of her titles on impact. Dr. Britt Baker costs her one of the belts. Now that travel bags get light, a little bit lighter. Then they just keep going back and forth, just hopping through, just costing each other matches. And you build that up to like all out or double or nothing where you have a title versus title match or, you know, something that could give both the women the eyes and puts the pressure on the match for everybody to see. Almost like what they did with uh, Christian Cage and Kenny initially yeah. when he was the Impact Champion. Mm-hmm. Kind of, they can kind of do the same, a similar program at least. Yeah, and I can totally work. see that working. It would work because you have two really the women well- are going to sell it. They're going to sell it. Yeah, one hundred percent. They're going to sell it and they're going to make it mean something. Yeah, absolutely. The next match on the card. For the Impact Digital Media Championship in an intergender match, Jordan, the former champion Jordan Grace takes on Always Ready and the best run of his life right now on the Indies as a heel, Matt Cardona. <laughs> Matt Cardona, the way he is right now, right now, is money. He's working right now. Man, workhorse. Yeah, he's so workhorse. Oh, so workhorse. Matt Cardona right now is on the run of his life. And honestly, I will say this right now. I don't want him going back to the E. No, do not Uh, at all. I don't, I don't think he will go back anytime soon, but I do think he's going to want to prove them wrong. And at due time, I think he will go back, but it'll be like a, honestly, it'll probably end up being like a, a Drew McIntyre comeback type deal. Like he'll, he'll build his stock up so much. That you have to bring him back as a main eventer. You have to be a main eventer. I, I think eventually, and I think that's just for Zach's, um, for Matt Cardona's like own personal. I don't think there's going to be no no more Zach Ryder though. That's going to be a stipulation no. for his contract. I agree. He comes back as Matt Cardona. Yeah, I like it. Matt Cardona that is. He's going to be having a match against Nick Aldez for the NWA Championship. I can't wait for that one. He's on a tear right now. He's on a tear. I'm I'm 100% for it, and I cannot wait for it. Uh, the next match, this one, I I can't believe it. Uh, the Good Brothers defend the Impact World Wrestling Championships against the Gorillas of Destiny. Oh, and such a good match. defeated the Gorillas of Destiny after being turned on by Chris Bay mm-hmm. and Jay and White. Jay White. Wow, I didn't know that. Effectively kicking out the G.O.D. Fired. Club. I, 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 I don't know. Get like, him out of here. What's the Bullet Club without its true founding members, though? I mean, let's be honest. You're not wrong, but it's like, Get them now what's going to happen? Oh, we're going to see uh, G.O.D., Go on a massive babyface run. They were trying to do it during uh, Ring of Honor Super Show. I thought it was. They're going to be in NXT with Solo Sokoa. <laughs> no, no, please, no! <laughs> You're going to ruin them. I hope I'm so wrong right now. I'm I scared. hope you are too. <laughs> no. If you're right, I'm coming out the Buffalo, and I'm just hitting you with a chair. One, one true chairman, ladies and gentlemen. You have to. I, I one deserve true it. chairman. Oh, my God. <laughs> if that comes true, I that. <laughs> Oh, dude, you know what? Now I have this, like, really uh, gut feeling. I didn't want to think about that. That's going to be, like, in my dreams tonight. Oh, my goodness. We're not going to talk about that tomorrow at work, too. Uh, but, you know what? Look, let, let's be honest, though. Uh, G.O.D., they've pretty much been primarily, like, a – tweener kind of heel tag team so they're getting so over right now it's it's i think this is good business wise because it's going to see let them go on a babyface run and see what they do they may actually just bring house money to the table and i think you got a babyface dot god versus heel bullet club come on 
And I hope I I hope I see them get a match in the uh, Hardy Boys tour. Ooh, those random matches are happening. I hope we see Hardy I hope that happens. So my question to you guys is this now. With Bullet Club being the way it is now, does the Gorillas of Destiny bring other members and we get a war? Wink, 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 wink. Perhaps. Kenta, Tamatonga, Yujiro Takahashi. Let's, we can only hope. Hey, I mean... I'm right here. after the right after the turn, Hikaleo was on Twitter like, "What just happened?" Uh oh. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. So we might get we might get Hikaleo. Hikaleo might throw. Mm-hmm. Also, and I forgot to mention this earlier. Speaking of Jay White at the New Japan Strong event. Oh, I love New Japan Strong. He took on Swerve. Mm-hmm. Wait, on on Strong? Yes, mm-hmm. I have to find the video Bro. because. I gotta watch I it. I did not know it was on Strong. Dude, Strong's been so good lately. I've Wait, heard is nothing it on Fight or Fire? You know Swerve where I watch it. And Jay White. I, I, know I, I... <laughs> you know where I saw it at. <laughs> you know where I saw it. You know, you, you, can, know you, can, just, you can just be at chat, chat, you know, <laughs> throw it in the chat, chat. That's really great, though. Moving on. The Impact Wrestling's Knockout Women's Championship was on the line. Mickey James defended against Tasha Steeles, where Mickey James went over on Tasha Steeles. Um, really good showing by Tasha. I understand why they didn't put the belt on her yet. It's just I feel like they're gonna build it up to a bigger stage than just like a little, like a premium event in my book. I think they're gonna save that for like a slam anniversary. Or maybe bound for glory, you know, or it means more. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, 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 she's definitely gonna get Give it a little moment. more prestige. Mm-hmm. She's definitely gonna get her moment. It's just let it simmer a little bit more. Yeah, it's like it's like fine wine. It gets better as it goes, and that's how I feel that that's gonna happen with. Uh, Tasha and this, and this loss that she suffered, it shouldn't be looked at as a negative thing that happened. I think her losing to Mickey actually is a good thing because it gives her the experience of facing a top tier legend, and it only can make Tasha even so much better than what she currently is now. That I think it increases her confidence going forward that she can stand in the ring toe to toe with the best of the best. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And um, now, the, now the question is this, who's going to be the next contender for Mickey James? We don't know. But, you know, it, we could see a rematch down the line. Um, it's just a matter of who is going to be that time frame of when it's going to happen. Um, next on the card, the co-main event, the Impact World Championship was on the line as W. Morrissey challenged Moose and Moose stood tall over W. Morrissey in a very... It wasn't a bad match. It could have been better. Yeah. I I wasn't happy with it. I definitely seen W. Morrissey blown up twice in that match when trying to do certain moves. Uh, Um, Moose was kind of sloppy in that match, too. It's because... In the beginning, they were exhausting all that energy just by beating the hell out of each other. That when it came down towards the end, it was just sloppy. It was just bad. It was just, again, this is just personal opinions here. Um, To me, I'm happy Moose went over. Because W. Morrissey does not deserve the belt ring. No, hell no. Yeah, not yet. Not right now. Honestly, I don't think anybody right now in Impact can de- will dethrone Moose unless you do one of two things. One, it's somebody that you know you can put the title on to carry that championship belt off of Moose I know. and make it believable. I know. Or, number two, you do the underdog story. You have Trey... Cash in the X Division belt, and he takes it off Moose. 
to finally win the big one and you could tear it turn to like the whole story like every time you've had an opportunity for this belt you couldn't capture the moment but honestly in my opinion i know who they're gonna have take the belt off moose it's gonna be sammy callahan i was just about to say it. there you go mm-hmm. moose was the one who persist, took out man. Sammy. so mm-hmm. and sammy even said it to every time moose does something sammy posts a picture on instagram with his middle finger saying, fuck you, Moose. I'll see you soon. Sammy Callahan's going to get that. Sammy tells yep. a story even when Redemption. he's not even in the ring. And considering what uh, events transpired uh, toward the very end of this pay-per-view, it only makes sense that Callahan going to be the top baby face. Mm-hmm. 100%. He just better come back in shape. That's all I'm saying. Oh, he, he's going to. His last run, he was looking terrible. He was looking out of shape. He needs to get. He needs to get in better, in better ring shape. I, 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 he, he, I know he will, but because I, I love Sammy Callahan, I'm a huge Sammy Callahan fan. But I not not out of shape, Sammy Callahan. Like I don't care about how your build looks, like physically, just be in shape, just be able to hang in the ring. Yeah, and then in the main event, it was win or go home, as Team Impact. After Eddie Edwards got taken out earlier in the night. Oh, I got spoiled on this on Twitter. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. In Impact as Chris Saban, Rhino, Rich Swan, Steve Macklin, and Willie Mack took on Honor No More, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, Vincent, and Kenny King with Maria Canellis at ringside. The match came to a conclusion at the end when Eddie Edwards returned with Kenny, his kendo stick, and just walloped everybody on Team Impact to allow Honor No More to remain in Impact Wrestling, which, if everybody doesn't remember, Eddie Edwards was the first person to become a Triple Crown Champion in Ring of Honor. So, all the Ring of Honor guys to come into Impact, a former Ring of Honor guy just helped them win. It presents itself. Am I the only one? And I think Sam might get this feeling once he watches it. But Danny, mm-hmm. was I the only one that got this really like pit of the stomach, sickening feeling of go back to when Stone Cold turned on Team WWF and joined the Alliance? Mm-hmm. I got that vibe. Similarities, yes. yes. But to that magnitude, no. Not that magnitude, but they pulled that kind of card because it, it was, they had someone that's so loyal to yeah, impact. That makes sense. That, and then to turn their turn his back on them to join Honor No More, uh, it just, it left that kind of, I, I literally went on Twitter and was like, what did I just witness? And then I, I tweeted it out saying, yeah, this is giving me, Stone Cold Steve Austin turning on WWF to join Alliance Fives, and I don't like it. In a in a in a way of like, it's awesome, but it's like, oh, dude, I feel betrayed. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch. Oh, dude, you're gonna be in for a great show. Yeah, a lot of good viewing to happen tonight. Oh, dude, like I'm telling you right now, like you're in for it. And then, guys, last thing I want to touch on. So, the next thing that comes up our way. AEW's Revolution Sunday, mm-hmm. March 6th. Here are the here is what's already set for Revolution. We have the face of the Revolution ladder match. Super Three men card. have already qualified, which is Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, and three more to be announced. Let's just talk about those three right there. Exactly. That's, first of all, that's not the that's not the stereotypical people you would see. To hype up a ladder match. That's what has me very interested right out of the gate. And like, yeah, we're not going to throw a bunch of Dante Martins in here. We're throwing a bunch of big bodies in here. So just you wait what we're about to do. This is a yep. lot of beef going to be in this ring. Something crazy is going to happen at this match. So you think about it. You got the mantle. You got Mr. Mayhem, Powerhouse, and Limitless already set for this match. That's a lot of, that's a thousand pounds already. This is going to be so. I feel sorry if there's a little dude in this match. Oh, there's little dudes in there. 
Watch. There's going to be little dudes in there yeah, getting squashed. Yeah, because... They're going to be getting squashed. One of them... All three of them are going to take turns to throw, do on the beal. The Uncle Phil. Yo, I'm telling <laughs> you, they're, they're going to... There's going to be a Matt Seidel or somebody in there, someone that they can just throw away and do a bunch of stunts with, like a Dante Martin or a Matt Seidel is going to be in there. Watch. Mm-hmm. To the moon. Yeah, somebody's going to be in there to get tossed up. Or uh, or Isaiah Cassidy's going to be in there because that bump he took from fucking... Uh, oh, my From Lord. Keith Lee was so beautiful. Like, that was so Bro, great. Shivani's laugh had me losing it. He was like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. He <laughs> threw him, like, to a new zip code, though, honestly. <laughs> oh, without, yeah. Dude, that was crazy. But good on you, Isaiah Cassidy. You sold that, man. That was yeah, graceful. He, he looked like a swan in the air. <laughs> I, was, I was just hoping he would have yelled had he got thrown. <laughs> I was That's hoping what, he would. Was His yell gets me every time. That yell gets me, bro. <laughs> the next match on the card. A three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. We know Jurassic Express is going to defend. And AEW has two qualifying matches, a Battle Royal and then the Casino Royale. And two different sets for the uh, matches. And I'm going to make a bold prediction here that we're going to get Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. That makes sense. Because that's, okay. that's what all the backstage storylines would be have been about essentially. Because if anybody, I think that's it, two on the nose. I think that's two on the nose, though. So do we see one of them get in, the other one don't? Mm-hmm. I think one of them is going to get in, and that's going to breed a storyline for them afterward. One of those guys has to win the belt uh, in order to make a storyline with them. Because I think one of the biggest. I, that- I, I think one of the bi- almost over tag teams they have, and if they don't take advantage of putting my boy Max Caster up in there, the acclaim, oh, come somewhere, on, the acclaim needs to be up in there somewhere. They need like, to be. They're extremely old. It's about time. Perform so well, bro. Like, I, even if they don't win the match, they need to there. be in one of those. Got to be in there. They need to be finalists. Yes. They, the acclaim is so good. Like they're great. Every time like, Max yeah, Caster no, yeah, comes yeah, on they're screen, great. they're excellent. I love those guys. Wrestling or not, doesn't make a difference. Their presence is, is just their presence is felt regardless of who's in the ring. And I and I say the same thing about Anthony Bowens. Even when he's uh, back he's in the so past, they're, they're so good uh, playing off of each other, regardless of if it's, a, if it's a tag team match or they're caddying each other. It's it's a really good relationship. I just want them over. I just, I'm just a really big Acclaim fan. Like I'm really big Acclaim fan. Oh, uh, yep. And so was I. Day, day one when they broadcast them on Dark, bro. Yeah, I love those. Pandemic Dark. It, it was so good. I was like, yep, these guys are going to be money. And you, you, I remember you told me about that. You called me and told me. I did. These I did. guys I said, are going to be check the guys future, out. bro. Tell, I'm telling you. He's not wrong, man. Those guys are good. So I just want them to be in a picture somewhere. Even if they lose, I just want them to be, you know, somewhere in the number to... In, Continue to raise their stock as I think AEW has been doing a really good job with them in general. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the biggest things. That's why I love like how they push talent is they give everybody a chance and opportunity. They mm-hmm. let them go out there make a name for themselves, and then if the crowd loves it, the the crowd gets it. If the crowd don't, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's it, about just making your moment. Simple math. simple math, man. If they do the work. Give them a reward. Also, as well, on the card, we have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending the AEW Women's World Championship against Thunder Rosa. DMD era comes to an end. I hope not, because I do not like Thunder Rosa. Really? I, just, I don't know. Oh, we already talked about this. Why did, I, why did I seem shocked? I'm not a Thunder Rosa fan. Why did I just seem Uh-oh. shocked right there? I remember we talked about this. Like, but three, four episodes ago, or whenever we talked about it. Like, I feel like AEW, regardless of however they feel, they need to uh, keep the belt on Britt Baker until they bring some more stars in her. We need star power holding the belt. We don't need... We don't We don't need... Yeah. When you go that way, yes. This this could... Me saying Britt Baker, Eric, could be over could just be my preconditioned WWE mind uh, taking into effect... What could happen? So if I could remove that bias of the WWE biased booking, uh, yes, Britt Baker should win this match because you're right, Sam. The women's 
division right now in AEW. There's not enough heavy hitters. Yeah, we need more. We need more. Like, I'm waiting for that moment when uh, the forbidden door opens for some females. Now, my question to you is this. Who would you want to see take the belt off uh, Britt Baker? Jamie Hayter. Yeah, Hayter. Jamie Hayter. I want them to come to blows finally and get get the belt off her. I can see Jamie Hayter is great in the ring. She's solid. She is. I would love to see a storyline unfold between the two of those because Jamie Hayter is the female Wardlow right now. I don't know if you guys have been noticing this during interviews. When Britt Baker is talking, Jamie Hayter is always like, you know. Rolling her eyes. Rolling her eyes. Stambino's on it. I didn't watch Jamie Hayter is the female (laughs) Wardlow right now. So Agreed. I'm I'm wanting to see her take that belt off Britt Baker. Also as well on the card, CM Punk, MJF, and a dog collar match. This ends the feud. I I don't. Go ahead, Samuel. You go first. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm I might be brainwaving with you here a little bit, but I personally I just I'm I'm eh, I don't really care. I just feel like what's I'm, this I'm with you, really Stan, do? No. This is the thing for me. I'm I'm not interested and never have been interested in a dog collar match, and I don't think Thank I ever you. will be. But yep. but however, if two people can make a dog collar match interesting. I think they got the right folks in there. From a storytelling standpoint, I think we got two individuals that could really tell a compelling story with the dog collar match, especially CM Punk being the person that he is and he loves to play to old matches. We're going to see some some moments from the British Bulldog dog collar match in there for sure. Bet you see some spots from that. Now, one thing I will say as well, the promo that led to the match. You saw Amazing. the disdain, the disgust, the utter... As he's like, wearing his shirt. As he's shocked. wearing MJF's shirt. In MJF's fest. Like, that's the first time he's ever walked and didn't say a word. No, he was wearing... No, I think, I think a little bit part of it plays into, too. I think he's so good, MJF, at, at selling his emotions and bringing them to camera that... He, he played this ability like, wow, my childhood hero really is doing this to me. Someone that I looked up to. And now I feel like he's like, wow, CM Punk is really is a, is, is a piece of trash for doing the way he did. Bro, it was so great. He said, the price you paid to see me this day, hail in comparison to the price you're going to pay when you see me. So, <laughs> I don't remember that day, I was like, Max. okay, Punk, stop playing, man. Stop I playing with that folks, day, bro. Max. That was a, to you, that was the greatest day of your life. To me, it was me, Friday. It was just Friday. It was just a Friday. <laughs> oh, my God. I was sitting there like a kid in the candy store like, yeah, get him, And then on get Sunday, him. March 6th, that's going to be the worst day of your life. But to me, it's just going to be Sunday. Mm. This, this mat is not going to be staying with your shit tan. It's going to be paved with your blood. And mm. I'm over here like, yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a master class of mic work right there. When, Agreed. Uh, the thing that sold me the most was when he opened the Valentine's package and said, MJF, will you be mine? And holds up the dog collar. And I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> it was here we go. That was good. That was here really we good. go. Play on the old match, Roddy Piper and Greg the Hammer that's, Valentine. That's my point right there. Like that, The story that they could create is more interesting than the match itself for me. And I think that's why I'm looking forward to that match a, a lot because – I'm wanting the story. Yeah. And they have two weeks to build to that match with this, the remaining bit of the story. So who knows? Can't wait to see what's going to happen leading up to it. Can't uh-huh. wait to see the shenanigans shows, leading up. Four shows, two weeks, Rampage and, Rampage and Dynamite. There's going to be some shenanigans for sure. And then the main event of the of the card, Hangman Adam Page defends the AEW World Championship against Adam Cole, baby. I hope Adam Cole takes the belt. I think Cole is going to take the belt. Wow, what a quick title reign for Hangman. I'm going to be honest with you, I never, I never loved Adam Page. I was happy he got his moment. Yes, he was very that deserving was of the moment, but I don't see him as... That's why... Face of the place. 
that's why even though he is the face of the place and he hasn't been on the on the main event like that much lately like before lance archer where the fuck was he at true he hasn't even been on tv he didn't do anything since daniel bryan until lance archer so like if he's the face that runs the place, we got to, like, see you more. When Kenny Omega was the champion. He was on every week. He was on every show. Good point, see him. Good Omega. point. Even if presence, wrestling. presence is the most important thing for a champion for me. That's why I finally started respecting Roman Reigns. Because yep. presence, what have you done for me lately? That man said, okay, I've been here 560-some days. That's what I did. And even, even like, I'm going to touch on with Roman as well. He takes one week off, and he comes back and just shits on everything. He's like... I mm-hmm. take a week off for vacation, and this place is as bad as Raw. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here like, okay, tell me how you really feel. I'm hoping Adam Cole takes the belt from the other Adam, as he said. <laughs> Adam Cole's going to turn the page on this uh, world title run. Now, yeah, I like this. Also, as well, I know we're going to, it's going to get added to the card. Moxley Danielson. Yes. And it's going to be a stipulation match of some sort. It's either going to be like first blood or uh, no disqualification or a death match. It's going to be something like that because Moxley specifically said, you got to bleed with me. So it's not just going to be no regular old three fall, three count fall match. It's going to be something crazy. I can't even say a lights out match because. No, it's going to be like first blood. Watch. It's going to be something like that. Ooh, we're just, we're in it for it, boys. We're in for it. That's going to be a great, I, and you're absolutely right. Good call. That's definitely going to be on the card, and I can't wait for it. That's going to be phenomenal. It hasn't been announced, but I have a feeling that's going to be on the nah, card. You are 100% right. That's going to be on the card. All right. This, this, so. this shapes up to probably be one of the best AEW oh my cards God. in a while, dude. How sacked from so, top to bottom. And I'll be honest that. with you. This could put the other two, this is going to put the other two revolutions to shame. Third mm-hmm. time's yeah. a charm to get it right, and this is going to be the third one. I agree. All right. So, just part about it, no Cody Rhodes on the card. Speaking of, real quick, before we actually get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm so whoa, glad. Whoa, I wanted whoa, to bring whoa, that up. I wanted to bring that up. Out of here. I wanted to bring up one more thing as well. But let, let me talk about this real quick before you talk about the Cody. Go ahead. Because I think the Cody part is a little bit more important. That's what I was yes. about to bring up as well. I was about to say, can we talk about Cody Rhodes real quick before we get yeah. out of here? I think that's way more important, but I also want to touch on this. I know you guys saw the CYN getting their own promotion. Yep. Mm. Yeah, the TV deal imminent now for Adam Shearer EC3. I know, I love the idea. So great. I I was looking at all the press release stuff yesterday, and I was just like, you know, I knew EC3 was way more than WWE was trying to like mark him to be. I knew he was so much more. He has a creative mind. He's so good. He's have you so watched both, Have you watched both the Control Your Narratives? They're so good. Absolutely. Like every time they drop something on YouTube, I'm just like, "Yep, glued." Whoa, what is this? Like they're so good. It's just I'm just super proud that people that had opportunities even in a company like WWE yep. because Adam Shear had a huge amount of exposure from WWE. Yes, yeah. And I, and I love that he got attached to EC3. I think that might be one of the best things that ever happened to him because you could tell that he lost a little bit of his confidence after WWE released him. And I think oh, yeah. getting beside EC3, it reinforced the importance of what he was to the wrestling world. And I like these two being together, I think that's going to be so good. Another wrestling promotion is not going to be no problem no. for me. Bring it on, baby. Come on, more wrestling for <laughs> me to watch each week. That's all I'm feeling about and it. That just adds to your schedule. Yeah, Raw, just come on. Let me watch NXT, more wrestling. Dynamite, Impact, especially New with Japan, the people they have connected Smackdown. to them. Like, there's going to be some really good matches in there. They got some solid people just within the c- control your narrative stable. So it's like mm-hmm. we're not even so, talking about people that are going to be tied to it. Is Seaham predicting a Cody Rhodes? Yeah, control your narrative. He's going to be there. He's going to be okay. in there. He's going to be in there somewhere. He'll he'll do like control your narrative for like. Three, four months, four or five months, and then show up in WWE? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You think he's really going to go to WWE? What if this is the biggest swerve? I, that, come on, Sambino. <laughs> I thought I was the only one I was thinking this. What is the biggest no, 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 no. Brings a heel faction. Dude, this is, man, they're swerving us. Oh, wait a minute. Control your narrative to AEW as well. 
Ooh, wait a minute. I hadn't thought of that. DC3, Adam Shear, Cody Rhodes, all heel faction. I hadn't thought of something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Stambino, my cogs are turning now as you you bring that up. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, on the Hmm. Marksman Wrestling Podcast. That's got me thinking now. I like that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We have a lot. (laughs) We've unpacked a lot here. And we have a lot that's coming our way. We are going to have a lot more stuff to talk about. And I'm super What a great time to be alive. What a great time yes. to be in the wrestling. 1,000%. Guys, let's go ahead and let's send the people home. Let them enjoy the rest of their Sunday night. Ryan, where can the people find you? Uh, they can find me now at my newly created TikTok, AO Stambino. Uh, I've yet to post anything. I am uh, in the works of learning to make the content creation. So maybe reaching out to see him a little bit hey. of you, Danny, to uh, figure out how to do this content creation on TikTok. And then you can also find me on Twitter at, as well, AO Stambino and on Facebook, AO Stambino. So pretty much find me everywhere. Yep. See ham. Where can the people find you? Well, you already know at all social media is at C ham. Mad good all together, one word. Don't separate that. Uh, you can also find me at pushstarmedianetwork.com. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. You guessed it. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. If you want to, you know, I'm one four for all that, all that being to be continued. Push our podcast and this podcast that you're listening to right now, The Marksman. So, you know, you can find us there. And if you want to buy some merch like you're seeing on screen right now, Champions Must Die, DYE. Don't have them live. Yes, we don't want Champions you to online yourself.com. But also, before I get out of here, I want to give a shout out to my girl, Liv Morgan, for paying respects to Britney Spears with the Oops, I Did It Again. Hey. Hey. Come on. Killed it. I knew I was the only one that caught that. What sold it for me was the spin that she did with her hand behind her back and on her stomach, like how Britney does in the dance sequence. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, Liv, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) I see you. (laughs) Hey, guys, you can find me across all social medias. And on Twitch at ShutUpDanny underscore TTV. Again, that is ShutUpDanny underscore TTV. For myself, for C-Ham, and for A.O. Stambino, and for Tommy, who couldn't be here tonight. But Bubba, we'll see you next week. We miss you. We love you, Tommy. We'll see you guys later, and we'll see you guys here next week. Keep on going. Stay marky.